G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, September 10. I'm John Barker from Winning Post. Join me as usual, my colleagues Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, another week, uh, another Group 1, although actually there, was, there were no Group 1s last week, we're, we're, we're there, but um, pretty exciting. The Kybe Diva Stakes, but yet again the main weight for age race in Melbourne has attracted a fairly small field. Indeed, and thus it's not in the quaddy. Um, oh, I would have thought this race could have been in the could have been in the quaddy. Um, eight eight runners and just an elite field. But yeah, look, really looking forward to it. Um, it's yeah, we've seen the, the horses that are sort of going into it second up. Most of them performed pretty well first up. I guess Moanga finishing last of ten in the week stakes. There's a bit of a question mark there, but. All the others that returned ran really well, and of course we see she's ideal first run for the new stable, and dare I say she's probably the only one who I would suggest can't win the race, but we have seen her run second in the Chipping Norton to very elegant on a very wet track, and we may be getting a bit of a wet track at Flemington with uh, some rain about to hit apparently, so that'll just make things even more interesting. And of course, uh, the rest of the program, uh, fantastic, some big fields, plenty of depth, and hopefully plenty of value to be found. Meanwhile, in Sydney, Dan, it's Run to the Rose Day, and the Run to the Rose, much like the Golden Rose itself, has been a uh, not been a happy hunting ground for the Phillies over the years. That hasn't scared off Gary Portelli, who's got Fireburn in there. She's not only got to overcome that hoodoo, but she's got to overcome the hoodoo of Golden Slipper winners, who uh, really have been doing nothing at age three in recent years. Do you think uh, she's the one that... Uh, having said that, I should say that uh, the last Golden Slipper winner that... Um, Really did draw uh, one of the one of the more recent Golden Slipper winners to train on was another Gary Portelli trained uh, filly in Sheik and Rain, but uh, do you think Fireburn? Uh, how do you how do you rate her chances on Saturday? Yeah, well, I think Gary Portelli not long ago sort of came out and said, um, "Don't expect her to do much first up over twelve hundred metres." I think they're trying to sort of train her um, for the longer trips. This preparation, of course, she was that. Golden Slipper win was dominant. Um, the deeds in the autumn were fantastic. So, look, you've got to be wary of her based on that. But it seems to be like uh, the longer trips this prep will be what she sort of aims for. And interesting to see what sort of races she ends up in. But regardless, I think it's a good race, the run to the racing. There's, I think you can make a good case for nearly all these horses. Um, and the Meek Dynasty as well for the three-year-olds is a very interesting contest. So... Plenty of whilst the Group 1 action is in Melbourne, plenty to look forward to in Sydney as well. All right, we will start in Melbourne, though. And uh, Thursday morning, the track was a soft six at Flemington. Uh, did get a fair bit of rain overnight. And as Joel says, more rain is on the horizon, but we do have here at Flemington one of the better drying tracks in the country. So, well, I guess... Uh, hold off until uh, Saturday morning to know exactly how wet it's going to be. I'm sure we can uh, prognosticate regardless. And the first of the black type races is race one. It is a three-year-old sprint. Winning edge Poseidon stakes, 1,100-metre listed race, set weights and penalties. Richo's got a an interesting story in this week's winning post about the horse that this was named after, Poseidon. And uh, as he notes, wouldn't have got warm in a race like this, uh, continuing the tradition of... Uh, naming races after horses that didn't run in them or wouldn't have had a chance in them. But uh, Poseidon was very much a, uh, a stayer, of course, uh, did win a Melbourne Cup, 1870. Um, Joel, big field uh, for this one down the straight. How did you see it? Yeah, I'm going with the uh, one of the Godolphin runners, number eight, Spacewalk. Uh, early scratching from Sydney, so the decision made to send him down here. Uh, his two runs back have been very good. Through the race away first up in the Rosebud, just wanted to duck in at the wrong time and wanted to do similar in the San Domenico. He got snagged back to last and he came with a long run, really sort of zoomed up to them and then just sort of peaked and wandered about and thought he ran pretty well for fourth. Just thinking that, um, you know, the trip away and fully fit third up might just catch a few of these on the hop. So I've gone his way from sixth door, the wraps are big. He ran good time, looked good winning down the straight at his first start. So see why he's come up a, a warm favourite. Four, L for one, also with some good fitness under the belt. 
on his first three this prep and then beat all but Giga Kick at Caulfield. Really made that horse stretch to beat him in uh, in the final stages. So he's going to be there for a long way. And I've thrown number one Brereton in for four. Uh, same ownership group as Dool. Uh, probably going to get better as he gets over a little bit further, but did win the Maribyrnong Plate down the straight over the 1,000. So he is sharp enough. Eight for me from six, four and one. I'm with the eight as well, Spacewalk. I like what he's shown so far in his career and presents here third up. Of course, it was a really good win at the Canterbury Maiden. Third up win last time in, but he did it with a bit in hand, overcoming some trouble there. His two runs of stakes rate, I think, have been solid. And I think he's a, a big chance in this. It is an open race, though. Alpha 1 in next, very speedy Colt. First go um, here at Flemington down the straight. But, look, the form, it's hard to ignore. I've got that form to giga kick Charlemagne, subsequent winner. Um, he certainly will be up there in, in this for a long way. The 12 in for third, Buenos Noches. Sapito Colt ran sixth in the San Domenico last start, but on the turn he was really badly hampered. He was sort of just coming out to make his run there um, and uh, copped a bit of a bad check from another horse. Lost two or three lengths there, lost some momentum, and then had to come again and charge late. And the race, the last 200 metres was the fastest of the race. So that was coming off a pretty dominant debut win at Canterbury. So plenty of talent, this Colt. It's also nominated in Sydney as well, though. And in for fourth, I got the favourite, the sixth duel, the start speller. Did it easy at the straight. Obviously, has that straight track um, run to his name and handling it just fine. So he's got to be considered probably short enough, I think, in an open field. Eight, four, 12, and six for me. I am with the favourite duel to beat El Padrino, Alpha One, and Kusu, six, two, four, and 11. Across the race, three, three year old fillies go around here, capped on Teeb's stakes. It's also set weights and penalties. Over 1,100 metres. This one's at a listed level, Joel. A tough race. I've got a fair bit of value amongst my tips. I've gone with number eight, the Hellhound. Uh, two from two in the first prep. Ran slick time and looked good doing it on debut at Tarang. And then went to Sandown and settled again off the speed. Was out wide on the track and really liked the way she let down to win there. I thought her jump outs have been quite good. Uh, I think barrier 19 will be good. She'll just get back towards the outside and... Smothered up and saved for the last run. I think at 30 to 1, she's well worth thought each way. Uh, one queen of the ball, well, more rain's going to hurt her chances. Um, just seems everywhere she bobs up, she strikes a wet track. But she did run very well first up on the soft five in the silver shadow. So just watching the, the track conditions. But to the dry, the better for her. She certainly uh, right in it on her class. Five, getting the spirit, was a big winner down the straight in the Maribyrnong trial back in early October last year. So we haven't seen her for a fair while. She's been jumping out well. She does look all quality. And another one at Big Oz, number 16, She's Pretty Rich, was in the Quisette Stakes, but they elected to go for the soft kill at Bendigo first up uh, the following day, and she won the maiden very well. The runner-up since run well again. So I think she's in the mix at Big Odds. But, uh, yeah, plenty of other hopes. Bubble Palace, Ganati, Ojai, and it probably doesn't end there. Eight each way from 1, 5, and 16. Yeah, very open race. On with the seven, Garnardi on top. The f- win on Dubu at this track was outstanding. Um, beating a subsequent stakes winner, bound for home and for second. It was some sort of win for a, a filly doing it, the two-year-old filly on Dubu there. And then at Caulfield at the next start, she just did quite a bit wrong in the run. She was quite green. Thronbone, the winner there. She's franked the form since and run some good races. But really, she should have won the race if she behaved away for a spell. I think she can get the job done on a track she's won at before. Um, with that said, and as Joel sort of alluded to, it is really open. Plenty of smart fillies here. Bubble Palace is one of them. She's also unbeaten. Uh, the two wins, Ballarat and Warnable have uh, been outstanding. She's been able to find the front lead and win with a bit in, in reserve in those. And that Warnable with the Vobus Gold try. A couple of handy horses in behind her. Um, first go of the straight, obviously the query, but looks more than talented. The nine, 12 English Riviera is another one who uh, could be anything really based on what she has shown. She was obviously running in the, the top two-year-old races uh, in the autumn. Uh, thought ran quite well on the Blue Diamond there. Yeah, stuck on well up on the speed in a, in a swoopers race. And then first up, it was on the synthetic, but not many horses can win a, win a maiden by 10 lengths. So 
I think she's right up to this sort of level. And in for fourth, I have the two, see you in heaven. Um, can uh, also have a has a case first up for sure. Seven, nine, twelve, and two. Oh, I was tossing up between Joel's tip and Daniel's. I went for Joel's uh, Hellhound just on the basis that they're drawn opposite sides. I went for the one drawn, the grandstand side, Hellhound to beat Gennati. Getting the Spirit and English Riviera, 8, 7, 5 and 12 for me. Race 4 at Flemington on Saturday, the Sovatel. 1,400 metre listed handicap, Joel. Uh, 8, Bermudez for me, trying to remain undefeated. He's 4 from 4 and hopefully he can go 5 from 5. I think he's well placed with 54 kilos. He won first up last prep over 1,200. I thought that may have been a bit sharp for him, but his class got him home. It was a really good win. 1,400 suits better. And I think, uh, yeah, it'll be hard to beat. Number 10, Pinstripe, I've got as the main danger. Very exciting horse. Uh, won the CS Hayes very well. No luck at all in the Australian Guineas. Just never really got clear at all and still ran fifth. And then uh, All-Star Mile maybe just came a bit too quick uh, taking on that company. But, look, he's got a wide gate in 1,400 first up. Just a slight query, but I think his class will take him a long way. And then I've gone up towards the top. Uh, one lightsaber will be fitter for his first up run in the Memzi. This suits better. And two-hour playboy, well, the more rain, the better for him. He's only won once from seven first up and no other placings. But he was fourth first up last prep. Really good run behind Kiss on all four cheeks on a good three. And as I said, wetter track. Uh, that's right in his wheelhouse. Eight from ten, one and two. Another open race. I've gone with 16, El Rocco. The hard, the rock hard fit and in form, um, El Rocco. Two impressive wins, first and second up, and then... Bumped into military expert. That form's been franked with that horse's uh, win at the Valley last Saturday. And then Touch Our Lucky behind the import last start at Caulfield. So just flying this horse down to 54 kilos. Up, obviously, from a benchmark 78 to a list, to listed level. But I think, uh, based on his his form, he deserves a crack at this at this level. And I think he's right up to him. So 16 on top for me. Pinstriped in next. Classy Gelding resuming. He's two for two first up. Um, did like the win when first up last time in, and then of course um, ran well. Group three winner and the ran well in the straight in Guinea, so a bit of a wide draw to contend with. Um, but yeah, really like the look of Pinstripe. I think he's got a big future. Three Scalapini. Uh, he too is another one who's hard fit. Didn't have the best of runs last start, but very honest galloper and uh, drawn a good gate here. And in for fourth, I have the fifteen Chartres, who I thought did enough first up, sort of maybe a bit. Might have been in need of the run. Um, he can certainly improve second up and stepping up at 1,400 metres important as well. 16, 10, 3 and 15. Pinstriped for me, in fact, made him my best on the card to beat Scolopini, Bermudez and Blue Army. 10, 3, 8 and 13. Well, the big race, as Joel mentioned, is not in the quaddy, although it is the last leg of the early quaddy. Just the eight acceptors. PFD Food Services, Maccabi Diva Stakes, Standard weight for age, worth a million bucks, 1,600 metres. Joel? I'm going to stick with Western Empire. I was quite bullish about his chances in the Memsey first up. Uh, I was even more bullish halfway through the run when Damien Lane had found the spot that he did. He just didn't quicken when the sprint went on from Snap Dancer at the top of the straight, but I thought he battled on pretty well. Again, the little query I have is how wet the track's going to be because you just sort of don't really know him on, on seriously rain-affected ground, but... I just think he's going to strip a lot fitter for that first up run. 1,600 suits better. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't jump off just yet. Uh, five, Mawanga, I've thrown in for second. I think it was a forgive run first up in the Wink Stakes. Got crowded up coming to the turn. Wasn't able to build momentum. Might have lost a bit of interest after that. I think he can press forward on a pretty moderate tempo here. Sit outside, alligator blood and improve. Alligator blood might get a soft lead and be very hard to beat. He didn't have any luck at a key stage in the Nemzi first up. Should have finished a lot closer. And a good sign that Tim Clark comes down to ride. And in for fourth, number one, I'm Thunderstruck. He can win if he gets the brakes. I don't like barrier one for him. Might get a little bit messy. But he's a good Flemington. He's a good horse, but I think he's even better at Flemington. And it was a very, very good return from him. But, uh, you know, you can make cases for Cascadian. It was excellent in the Memsey. And Regal Power was pretty good in the Lawrence. So it's a, it's a pretty wide open race. But I'm sticking with Western Empire, seven five four one. Yeah, thought the same way in terms of smallish field, but most of these with 
with chances. On Thunderstruck, I've landed with on top. Um, the first run, obviously, is outstanding in the Memsey there. Uh, he's going to be a better horse at 1,600 metres. He obviously come back um, in terrific order. We'll just need some luck at the right time with that gate. But he goes on top for me of the second horse, Western Empire, who I did have on top in that Memsey. And as Joel said, lovely ride from Damien Lade from that wide draw to um, get her in the get him in the, the spot he sort of ended up, but just didn't let down as maybe a few would have expected. First up there, maybe with the run under the belt, up and trip here. I think we can see an improved horse. Regal Power third, just loves the mile, three for three at the distance, including an all-star mile win. I thought his return in the Lawrence was um, more than good enough. Better, better horse second up as well. And in for fourth, I've got the two Cascadian baths. My number's one, seven, three, and two. Uh, yes, I have gone with uh, Regal Power, which I guess uh, three different tips uh, underscores what uh, an open race it is, despite the eight runners. Uh, from Iron Thunderstruck, Alligator Blood and Western Empire, three, one, four, seven. Fun facts about the Maccabi Diva. Um, dissident and Fierce Impact, that's 2014 and 2020, are the only winning favourites of the past 13 years. Southern Speed's the only mare. Uh, it was 2012 to have won the Maccabi Diva Stakes in the past 24 years. Well, we've only got She's Ideal this time. Some people want to tip you her, but uh, it'd be a bit of a surprise to me. And four of the past six winners have come off unplaced runs. So that suits Regal Power, Alligator, Blood, Nonconformist, Moanga and Western Empire. So uh, plenty of chances that that uh, could, could happen again. In fact, probably more likely than not, you would say. Race seven we go across to at Flemington on Saturday. Second leg of the quaddy. Furphy lets a lope. Stakes 1,400 metres. Set weights and penalties for mares four years old and up. Joel at group two level. Yeah, I've leaned the way of number one, the earning. She's gone up a big price. Um, so the bookies clearly don't uh, have the same faith that I do. But she's a good mare. She won the 1,000 guineas. Last spring, in the autumn, I thought she was excellent first up at Caulfield against the pattern and the tempo with the big weight. She ran super and then pretty good in the CUNY with uh, issues. She had an internal bleed there and still got within two lengths of Barb Raider. And then in the binary, she got a long way back, hit the line pretty well from a hopeless position. So I think without luck, she went pretty well in the autumn. They gave last week a miss, a very wet track in Sydney. I think she's way over the odds at 30 to 1. Um, and is worth a bet each way. A couple of the horses that we've seen this prep, I think, are going to be very hard to beat. Five kiss on all four cheeks. Very good first up at Caulfield. She was a second up winner uh, this track and distance against the boys last prep, so she's very hard to beat. And I think 14 I am Ben A will be hard to hold out as well. That was an impressive win at Caulfield last time out. It was a benchmark 78, so it's a fair hike in class and has to go to 1400. It looks like it'll suit, but Sometimes with those get-back run-on sprinters, it isn't always the case. And I'm going to throw a glint of hope in for fourth. I think she can run a pretty good race first up 1,400. She'll improve as she gets over a bit further, but she's been trialling quite well. One from five, 14 and two. I've also thought a horse with big odds can run a big race here, and that's Fortune Kiss, the 12, who is second up here. She was 1,100 metres first up in a group three against the males, and... Uh, look, from that wide gate, had to sort of settle back in the field and track wide on the turn. She never really looked a winning hope, but she ran on pretty well. She was good through the line and was the third fastest last 200 metres of the race. She's 1,100 to 1,400 metres here, but has since had a custard in trial, and she won that uh, going to the front and, and looked pretty good doing so. She's just a horse that just hasn't had much luck in her career. Um, you know, she's run some good races. She's run fifth in a 1,000 guineas. Arguably should have finished much closer then. Just missed the place gettings in a couple of group threes earlier in the year during the autumn. Um, those turned out to be good form races. And just now from a good gate here, Barrier 7, just that mid-draw I think won't be as far back as we've seen her in some races. I was talking to Daniel Bowman during the week, the trainer for a story, and he's of the opinion that... Um, from that good gate, she will certainly settle around midfield and uh, he thinks the horse is flying. So, look, back to, back to Mare's grade here in the Lutzer Lope. I think she's well over the odds of 12, fortunate kiss. 
So she's on top for me. I've got the six in next flying mascot. He's a terrific mare. Uh, hasn't missed the Quinella in four second up runs, and I thought the return in the Cochrane was was good. Um, so in, in, in for a good prep. Kiss on all four cheeks. Very good in that same race at Cochrane first up. Came with a wide draw here, but her second up record is outstanding. And in for fourth is the honest Foxy Frieda. She's got a terrific record. Race as well here at Flemington. Um, has to be included as well. A few others have chances as well, but I thought the 12 was uh, well over the odds. 12, 6, 5, and 10. And I went for Kiss on All Four Cheeks to beat Flying Mascot. I am Ben A and Fortunate Kiss, 5, 6, 14, and 12. Race 8 at Flemington on Saturday is the Bobby Lewis Quality, 1,200 metre Group 2. I should have said them a fast fact about the Let's Elope was that every winner has been aged either 4 or 5, which uh, is bad news for... La Dragon T and Rich Hips. Uh, my fact about the Bobby Lewis quality is that uh, Lone Rock is the only mare to have won it in the past 29 years. So well, a lot of people pretty keen on uh, Swats that here, but uh, not only does she have to overcome the fact that she hasn't won for a while, but she has to overcome that hoodoo as well. The conditions of the Bobby Lewis are quality, handicap, as you'd expect. And uh, it is a group two for four years old and up over 1,200 metres, Joel. Yeah, well, there's four mares engaged here. I've got two of them in my numbers, and I am one that's on SWAT stat. Uh, sort of been a love-hate relationship. I dropped off her, and now I'm sort of back with her here first up, hoping that the new stable can uh, get the best out of her. Kieran Ma, David Eustace, uh, she's been jumping out, trialling well. And just, yeah, she just needs to run up to some of those terrific performances at Group 1 level, and she's just really well placed here. We know she goes well down the straight. Um, first up, last prep, fourth in the Lightning. You know, before that, second to Nature Strips, she ran very well in the new market. So I think she's got the right form. I think the market has it about right. She's looks like she's sort of equal favour around $556. I think that, you know, you probably wouldn't want to be taking any shorter than that. So... At least at those odds, you could probably sneak an each-way quote for, and that's probably the way to go. But I think she'll be very hard to beat if she just runs up to that form. A 16 Poland's a good roughie, I reckon. He ran well in the Oakley Plate first up last prep. Just didn't quicken when the speed went on around the corner. His last 100 metres was very good. That was 1,100. 1,200 suits much better. I reckon he's a real knockout hope. Uh, 17 Viren Scovers, the other mare I've got in the mix. Big jump in class. Uh, but she gets nice weight relief, and that was a good win at Flemington last time out down the straight over 1,100. She had panels on them, so not too worried about it being only a benchmark 70. I think she's a mare really on the up. And I've got Stage Man in for fourth, number eight. He's an uh, eight-year-old gelding. He was very good first up in the Ori Star. Yeah, the pace sort of came out of the race. It suited those up handy, which Serious Suspect was. I thought he was very good from off the speed there. Really strong performance. You'd have to think he's going to be fitter here second up. 12 swaps that for me, though, from 16, 17, and 8. Yeah, on a very wide-open day, I'm with Man as my best on the card. I thought that run Joel referenced in the Ori Star was, was outstanding. It was a run of the race, considering he was last there in the field of seven. The winner series suspect was good, but um, Stageman, his sort of first go down the straight, I thought was a very good run. It was the sixth fastest last 400 of the meeting. Uh, second up form, very good. He's yet to miss. He's won three times, yet to miss the place from six second up runs. And if he does get onto the wet side, that shouldn't be a problem for him. So it ticks a lot of boxes, stage man, and uh, keen on him in race eight. Four in next rock and horse. I thought it, her run at the Valley was, was quite good. 1,000 metres first up, um, sort of settled last in that field of six there. But she sort of kept coming and was quite good on the line to finish 1.7 lengths behind Bella Nipotina. Of course, she won the new market at a massive price in the autumn um, and didn't do much in the TJ next time out. But it's not a heavy nine. It was a heavy eight first up at the Valley. I thought that was a really good run, and she looks to um, be in for a good prep. So back to the scene of the crime of, a, of that Group 1 win. I think she has to be included. The numbers, 12 swats that, good enough on her day. Um, and obviously has some good runs and around some really good horses down at Flemington. And in for fourth, I got the nine, Rahiran, just a gun fresh. 
and uh, a bit of X-Factor about him, I think. So he can certainly figure two. Eight, four, twelve, and nine. Stageman for me, two from Red Can Man, Shooting for Gold and Hard Empire, 8, 10, 13, and 3. And we finish at Flemington with race 9, fourth leg of the quaddy, Exford Plate, 1,400 metres, listed race, set weights and penalties for three-year-olds, Joel. I'm sticking with Fast Witness here. Got the cash a couple of weeks ago as my value bet, and I hope you can repeat the dose. Uh, this has got a bit more depth to it, this race. There's some talented types here, but I think you'll love stepping up to 1,400. He savaged the line there over 1,200 at the Valley. He didn't corner all that well, but really wanted it late, and he, he ran down Charlemagne, who, who did win at the Mini Valley last week, just to frank the form. So I just think he's getting better with each run, this bloke. And he's yeah, gone up double figures again. So good each-way play. I'll be having something on Tijuana as well. I did have something on him first up in the McNeil. When he drifted from 26 to 51, I was a bit worried, but uh, it was a cracking performance. He was never going to win because he was that far back, but it was a strong performance and out to 1,400. Ideally, he was able to sit on speed at this distance last prep, so it'd be interesting to see whether they revert back to those tactics. Uh, 14, Cadazio looks a real talent. Pushed forward, set outside the lead, and then came away to beat older horses as a two-year-old. Back in July, he's on a derby path, but I reckon he can be pretty competitive in this. And 11, Fujita Sam. Well, he missed the start in that Mitchell McKenzie behind Fast Witness, and it was probably game over there. He was doing pretty good work late. Expect him to be settling a bit closer and improving sharply here. 4, 3, 14, and 11. With the 11, Fujita Sam on top. Um, much better right first up at... Uh, Mooney Valley missing the kick there in that one race one by Fast Witness. But I thought the run was pretty good considering. A soft winner second up last time in. Went up to 1,400 metres. Looks a good recipe. Um, he's on top on the last in the last race. I've got seven in next Osipenko. Looks a smart colt. Thrash from Adam Pomery and on debut. And then beat Olbar, a group three winner in Kibu last prep here first up. Um, bit of a worry is the draw, but I think he looks uh, quite a talent. Three Tijuana, very good, very good first up run in the McNeil, and in for fourth I have the thirteen elliptical. Eleven, seven, three, and thirteen. I like Joel was impressed by Tijuana's first up run at uh, surprisingly huge odds and pretty good odds again here, eight dollars fifty. So I've uh, made Tijuana my value bet from Fujita San. Fast Witness and Cadazio, 3, 11, 4 and 14. As I mentioned, that's my value bet, race 9, number 3, Tijuana. My best, race 4, number 10, Pinstriped. Uh, Joel, we have heard about your specials. Best, race 8, number 12, Swats That. Value, race 9, number 4, Fast Witness. And Dan... Uh, you have got, uh, yes, we've heard about yours as well, race eight, number eight, Stageman, for your best, and race seven, number 12, Fortunate Kiss, is your value bet. As we mentioned earlier, Sydney Racing on Saturday is at Rosehill Gardens, uh, where it is run to the Rose Day, and the first of the black type races is race six, and that is the Schweppes Ming Dynasty Quality, 1,400-metre group three for the three-year-olds, Joel. Yeah, wide open race. Uh, I am sticking with Manzois. Got the cash uh, nicely four weeks ago when winning a three-year-old benchmark race as a maiden. It was a strong performance up the inside. Uh, just think he's going to relish getting up over further. It's only an extra 100 metres, but... Um, he, a second emergency, but has got a run in the race, should be noted, with ringmaster... And Northern Beach is already coming out. Uh, look, the market doesn't like him. It's 60 to 1 as I speak. So um, maybe they're just expecting him to find this a bit short now and looking towards like the gloaming and spring champion. But I think he's got enough dash to be very competitive here, Manzoy. So I'll be buttering up again with him. Golden Mile, I'll be saving on, although he's a lot shorter today. He was a big price first up in the up and coming, and he ran very well for second behind Kaboo. Now he's an equal favourite, so well found, but I think he's a promising colt. A 14 match latte is another one at a price that I like. It was a good win first up on the Kenzo. He was wide but too strong. Showed good ability in his first campaign back in the autumn. And 12 conqueror, 
a real talent. He's been uh, freshened since his first up run at 1,400 back on August 6th. That was a, a very good effort in defeat. And, uh, yeah, there's big raps about him, and I don't think he... I don't think he really let anyone down first up because that was a bit of a task kicking off at 14 and he, he ran very well. 16, though, no, big odds for me from 5, 14 and 12. Landed on a roughie here in the form of the 8, Magic, who's still a maiden. The Colt that had a bit of a, bit of a rap on him early on after a big run in the Silver Slipper. Earlier in the year, behind Bester Bordeaux, uh, was then beaten as a favourite next time out in the Pago Pago on a heavy track, and then the size produce was uh, well beaten on a heavy nine there. So, look, pretty decent first in preparation. He's come back into a couple of provincial maidens, this prep looking for an easy kill, and he's unable to, he's been unable to win those. But I thought the, the runs have been quite good. He's clearly looking for more ground this time in. Um, he was up to 1,300 metres last start. He was wide on the turn there, but sort of close pretty well. It gives the impression he wants a bit further than this and perhaps even longer in time. Of course, damn rising romance. We could have a bit of a trip and, I don't know, just a bit of a price. I just thought he could run a race even though he's still yet to break that that maiden or that, that duck. So, magic on top for me. Small each way play on him. That 10 in next, Ossipenko, obviously mentioned, is running in Melbourne. Oh, sorry, not, not hasn't been decided yet, but down to run in Melbourne as well. So he's a chance of 53 kilos if here. Five golden mile, got a nice return in the up-and-coming stakes. Uh, was a clear second, got the rest, and uh, 54 kilos, certainly a shot. And 12 concrete in next. Bit of a freshen up since that uh, first up second when running on from a long way back. Uh, he's up to this level. 8-10-5-12. Race 7 is, I guess, the major race of the day. It's the first leg of the quaddy. It's the Furphy Run to the Rose, 1,200 metres. Group 2 set weights and penalties for three-year-olds. Uh, of the 16 Run to the Rose winners, the first three and Rothfire in 2020 were Geldings and the other 12 have been Colts. No filly has won the race. The favourite won the run to the Rose every year for its first seven years, but has only won one of nine since. Which way did you go here, Joel? I'm with number three, Swiss Exile. I thought he was very good first up in the San Domenico, riding the speed, uh, racing a little bit greenly when the pressure went on early in the straight, but he stuck on really well for third. He's going to strip fitter. Then he presses forward here and probably sits outside best of Bordeaux. I'm sure they'll be very positive with him this time after being caught wide first up. And I think both of them will be very hard to run down, but Swiss Exile, better odds, and I just think he's a good bet each way. Uh, Best of Bordeaux got in for fourth. I'll put a couple in ahead of him. I think this uh, political debate will be savaging the line. James McDonald, Coolmore, he would have had the pick, and he's probably gone with the one that's going to be up and firing in Best of Bordeaux, but political debate. Uh, you know, looks at Corfield Guinea's horse. He'll be really attacking the line hard if they overdo it up front. And he's getting out to a big price, so just might be worth a saver. 11 in secret. You said no Phillies won this race. I think she's good enough to run very well. They pulled her out uh, late with all the rain falling last week at Randwick. Uh, she probably should have won the Silver Shadow first up, just held up at the wrong stage while Suzu Gotcha was building full momentum. She can stalk the leaders here and be very strong late. I certainly wouldn't uh, be shocked if she won. And, yeah, as I mentioned, number one best of Bordeaux in for four. Three, eight, eleven, one. I found this tough. I've gone with the filly in secret. I was keen on her chances before they scratched her last week. I thought that run first up was outstanding and, yeah, I think should have certainly should have won had she got out. Um, so she's on top for me, but plenty of chances. I've got five Natuno in Nexus, you know, tackled the big boys. Uh, it's first up at the San Domenico and a whole lot of luck, but he ran on well behind Sweet Ride. 1,200 metres looks perfect for him now. And he's certainly a chance. Fireburn has to be thrown in the numbers based on some of her performances last preparation. Obviously wary of the, the trainer's comments that might be looking for a bit further than 1,200 metres, but um, she's sort of done it the big stage, and her, her CV is obviously the most impressive out of any of these. So she's in the in the top four, and in for fourth, I'm going to have the 10, where I know it's not, she's also down to run um, 
in Melbourne as well. So wherever he goes, he'll be a big chance. 11-5-7-10 for me. Race 8 at Rosehill Gardens on Saturday. Fujitsu General Theo Marks stakes 1,300 metre quality at Group 2 level. Uh, fun fact, barriers 3 to 8 have provided 9 of the past 11 winners. So we're talking Ellsberg, Mr Mozart, Big Boy Roy, Brutality, Jamea and Kementari. Joel, what did you like? Uh, Ellsberg for me. I was with uh, Bermadez at Flemington, trying to go five from five first up, and hoping Ellsberg can do the same. First up last prep, he went four from four when he won the Liverpool City Cup. He then went on later in the preparation to earn a Group 1 placing at Wake for Age in the All-Age Stakes. So he went to a new level, enjoys the wet tracks, loves racing at Rose Hill, seven goes, three wins, three seconds. Draws well, he just put himself there in the first two or three, and yeah, pretty bomb proof. I'm surprised he's not favourite, but uh, you know, it is. I'm not too surprised that Mr. Mozart is the one that is ahead of him. I've got him in as the main danger. He uh, didn't really fire in Melbourne his first two runs last prep, but had excuses and then went up to Sydney, found wet ground, and put three wins on the board a group two and a couple of group threes. The recent trial was very good, he actually ran past Ellsberg late when winning that trial. so He's going to be right there when the whips are cracking, I would have thought, with the pulling the weights too. That probably um, you know, gives him a chance to, to beat Ellsberg. Ten Jamea, the drier the better for her. She's a class act, very good return in the toy show on the soft five. She just doesn't, they probably doesn't want it much wetter than that, but uh, she will be finishing very strongly late. And one Kementari has the 59, so it's a bit of a task. But he's won his last two fresh runs and he loves the, the wet ground, so... Not sure if he can beat these other ones just with that weight, but uh, he can certainly be placed. Three from four, ten and one. Yeah, I've made Ellsberg my best as well. Um, outstanding horse first up, and most of these are first up. And look, I think you know a few of them will be better with the run under their belt, but he's a guy who can fire immediately. Good record at the track. is It ticks a lot of boxes. Not much to add on what Joel's already said. Um, was tested at Group 1. Grade last prep and he ran a beauty of a race in the all-age state. So the draw will be up there and I think Ellsberg will be in front on the line. He's my best of the day in Sydney. Ten in next, Jamea. Thought very good. First up in the toy show. Zapata hadn't necessarily frank the form there, but Jamea's run the first up was good. Second up form is sound and she's down to 53 kilos. Kiku, very good fresh horse. Just contend from a wide draw, but as a horse, she's a horse quite versatile. Like Ellsberg can handle all conditions. And in for fourth, I got another Waller mare in a tissue. Three, ten, five, and nine. And race nine at Rosehill Gardens on Saturday is the Irresistible Pools Shiraco Stakes, twelve hundred metres, Group Two. Set weights and penalties for fillies and mares. Eight of the past nine winners have jumped from barrier six or wider, and no mare aged over six has won. Joel, uh, there's uh, quite an exciting mare in this one. Yeah, uh, you were talking about Espiona, who didn't uh, didn't live up to the heights perhaps in the autumn, but uh, was Group One placed. And was Group 2 placed and then got a Group 3 win at the end of the carnival and, and signed off in style. She was way too good for the for her rivals in the James Carr. So, look, I think she's going to be pretty hard to beat. Um, if it was a dry track, I think she'd be a good thing. But with the rain around, it gives some others their chance because I don't think she's at her best on the real wet stuff. And I think with a horse like Shades of Rose, who I've got as the main danger, she handles the wet, she's fit, and she's absolutely flying. So I think she's the a definite winning chance. I think one of those two probably win, but you've got to give Bella Nipotina a chance as well. I've thrown her in for third. She was very good winning over the 1,000 metres first up at the Valley. Really dug deep in the final 100 metres there. Uh, we know her level. She's very smart. She performs well in Sydney. And I've thrown my whisper in for fourth. Looking at her form, you'd probably say that she's going to get better over further this time in, but she's still untapped. She won four on the trot last time in and then finished off with a Group 1 placing over 2,000 metres. So 
just expect her to be hitting the line hard. Six, ten, two, eight. On the six as well, Espiona. She started favourite all four of her starts last prep and rolled on three of those, but, you know, second to Fangirl and third to Hinge in a group one. That's it, standing form. For this, I'm going to have her on top in this one. So six on top, two in next, Bella Nipatina. Um, good win. Uh, first up, it's Maliva. A couple of good horses there in behind her. In for third, I've got the Ten Shades of Rose, who's been progressing beautifully through the grades. This prep gets this is obviously the toughest test to date, but hard to ignore. Um, her base, sort of the, the ease of she's winning has been impressive. And in for fourth, the classy mare, My Whisper. Um, we'll probably be looking for a bit further than this in time, but I think it's spread well fresh. Six two ten eight. That takes care of the black type racing at Rose Hill on Saturday and. Joel and Daniel in unison on the best on the program. That's race eight, number three, Ellsberg. Joel's value bet race seven, number three, Swiss Exile. And Dan's value bet race six, number eight, Magic. They are racing on the Parks track at Morfordville in Adelaide on Saturday. Dan, what did you find for us there? Yeah, with a very good first up horse in race two, and that's Philip Stokes trained okay to pay. Um, five wins from 11 starts. Very speedy mare. Look, a bit of speed in this race. She's drawn well, but she doesn't have to lead. She can sit just off them. She's won. She won well at Mooney Valley, sitting just off the speed and pouncing late. And um, I think here she get a good run just behind the first couple in a solar gale and daring move. And I think she'll as sort of hopefully just do just as she did the Valley last prep, get off their heels late and charge over the top. She's had a trial leading in, pretty decent one there. And um, I think finds a really nice race first up, does the two okay to pay in race two. The value is comes up in race seven, horse called Wings of Pastrami. Bit of a wrap early on. Um, it's been a while since his last win. In fact, it's been a thousand days since... This horse has won a race, but the first up run at Moorfield Parks in um, over 1,250 metres I thought was excellent. She was held up for all, from the 350 to the 200 metre mark. She got out then and charged home. It was an excellent first up run. She goes just as well. Second up, she drops down to 52 kilos for this. This is a stronger race, but I really like the way she's gone there. And whilst it's been a while between wins, she's quite honest and seldom runs poorly, so... Wings of, pastrami, wings of pastrami hopefully she can break a long drought in race 7 Joel any thoughts about um, Morfordville Parks uh, just race 6 number 2 has come up a pretty warm favourite the, the market hasn't missed uh, the Danny O'Brien trained Lafargue but I thought he'd be pretty hard to beat he uh, had excuses first up last prep then went on to race pretty well just like the way he's been jumping out, I think he's ready to win, and I, I think they found the you know, probably the softest option they could, Class One at Morfordville, but still worth decent money. So I think he can kick off his, his campaign with a win. Doombin, the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday, and uh, well, we had a week of uh, of relatively compact fields there last week, but uh, not so this week. Back to massive fields, and there's quite an exciting one stepping out in race four, Dan. Yeah, Berry Cart for the O'Day and Hoisted team, and know the stable of quite a quite a big opinion of this horse. Um, wasn't sort of, you know, wasn't far away from Uncommon James and their sort of seedings. I guess of probably six months ago, that horse has gone right on with the job. Of course, winning a group race in Melbourne, but Berry Cart's had the four starts, three three win three winners on the trot to kick off the career. All that doom and tracky races on Saturday. Um, took on a pretty tough race in his sole start last prep and just sort of <clears throat> not a whole lot went right in the straight in the sort of run there but look I thought it was a decent enough effort at first go up at sort of level on the Gold Coast in March Prince of Boom was a winner there it's a very smart horse put away after that run and the recent trial was quite good led from Pillar to Post Mass destruction, Vega 1, classy horses were in behind him. So, nice trial, beating some good horses home. He's drawn ideally here. 
I think finds a nice race first up this benchmark 72 and um, can improve on his unbeaten record at Doombin. Race four, number nine, Buricard, the best. The value comes up in race two and this horse won't want a whole heap of rain to fall on Friday. There's soft five at the moment at Doombin. No rain expected on Saturday or today, but there might be a bit of rain tomorrow. Uh, probably would prefer a soft five or lower with his stuck on you, the four. About 20 to one at the moment. I think it's well over the odds. Um, takes on uh, benchmark 90, 2,200 metres with a lot of these same stayers who have versed each other week in, week out. He's sort of been one that has been building up fitness. He was sort of well held first and second up and then stepping up in trip last start. Um, on his home track at Malorba, it was a great ride and a great win. He did it easy there, up to this staying trip and up and trip again for this. I think will suit. Just thought it was well over the odds, and if we can sort of get anything but a soft five or lower, I think he's a big chance at each way odds. Race two, number four. Joel, any thoughts on Doombin? I'll be having something each way in the first. Uh, race one, number six, Utah Nash. Really good win first up. They went forward. She. That's Gave nothing else a chance there at Doombin. Stayed at 1,200. Drew wide again last time. They elected to go back a little bit, and she was off midfield. I thought she worked the line pretty well. Spiritualised bolted in there. I think this is a different setup. Up in trip, better gate, settle closer. $16 each way. Uh, good bet, I reckon. Alrighty, uh, across the Nullarbor, they are racing at Belmont once again, starting to run out of a bit of steam, looking forward to moving the tables and chairs across the road to Ascot. Uh, fairly small fields there, but there is a stakes race, it's race 8, Furphy Farnley Stakes, listed event over 1,400 metres, our Perth man Greg Hooper is with the favourite here, Resort Man at around $3, that's race 8, number 2, been winning these sort of races, did fail once this prep, but that was on a heavy track. Uh, expected to go on with the job is Resort Man Race 8, number 2, to beat Star Align, Fanta and Vane Tempest, 2879. Hoops' best, Race 3, number 8, Protégé. And value bet, Race 2, number 5, Costas Crown Group 1 action across the Tasman earlier in the day. Joel at Hastings, plus they're racing at Ruakaka. Indeed, yeah, Hastings, we've got the uh, Tarzino Trophy, which is uh, the big Group 1 Race there at Hastings, the first leg of their Triple Crown. Uh, they've obviously got the mile race in a couple of weeks and out to the 2040. Um, this race on Saturday, we've got nine runners and looks a two-horse race. Imperatrice is a very exciting mare from the Tiakia camp. I think she's favourite for the Empire Roses at stands. Uh, form lines around her holding up on this side of the Tasman and she's been very, very impressive at both her starts this time in. She's very short. She'll be hard to beat. I'm a big fan of number nine, La Creek, uh, who is the other four-year-old mirror. And that's the first time they clashed. They never met in their three-year-old season. Uh, she put a picket fence together and then was a bit unlucky getting beaten in the derby. Uh, was just sort of held up at the wrong time and finished runner-up. So she's been trialling very well. She's $4. Imperature is $1.55. I'm with La Creek and I've made her my best on the card in on what is a pretty difficult day. I think she might be able to upset the favourite. Rosen Power uh, in for third might be the value there for your trifectas. Uh, my value bet at Hastings comes up in race number uh, race number seven, and it's number seventeen. Oh, sorry, race eight, number seventeen. Bella Luce. She sort of lost her form a little bit at the back end of last prep. They stretched her out in trip, went to fourteen hundred and a mile, didn't quite run it out. Her twelve hundred metre form was very good, and in pretty good company too. So this is a deep benchmark seventy five. Uh, tricky race to contest first up, but she's been trialling well. I think she'll run you a good race each way at Ruakaka, where the track will be a bit firmer. Sticking with Silverina has uh, got the job done for us both times this prep. Won a maiden, then went up to 65 company and won again. Uh, he's currently in two races, uh, races six and nine, but uh, don't really think it matters wherever they go. I think she'll be very hard to beat and can make it a hat-trick of wins. This daughter of contributor... And the best value, I made it in the maiden, race four, number four, Whiskey Mac. Uh, number five, sorry, Whiskey Mac. Um, back Timothy's first two starts, he just did absolutely nothing. He was trialling well, but he did plenty of things wrong. He, he hung off the track and then just sort of spat the bit out. And it just wasn't competitive at either run. 
he couldn't back him on his race day performances, but he's been gelded, he's been back to the trials, and he's lured me in again with another good trial win. So hopefully, starting with a clean slate, he can uh, show his trial form on race day. That wraps up the preview section of the podcast, brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, there's an old saying, pick them to win and punt them to place. We all went for fairly uh, fairly uh, warm favourites last Saturday at the Valley, and they all got rolled, but they all ran places. But uh, not much good for us because, of course, uh, we went on the nose, and I'll be going on the nose again on my best at Flemington on Saturday at race four, number 10, pinstriped. Joel? Yeah, Melbourne and Sydney, I'm not having much luck with my $20 bets there. So we'll go to Adelaide, and I think Lafargue can kick his campaign off with a win. So uh, that's race six, number two. Damn. I'm going to go to Swan Hill on Friday. I think there's a promising horse from the Patrick Payne stable in race five. It's called Allen's Licence. And there was, stable mate was probably the main danger in the race, so since scratch. So Allen's Licence, around $293 at the moment, I think's a, a good bet. Swan Hill, race five, number 13 on the Friday afternoon. Well, you better snap that up, listeners, because last time Dan went off Broadway, he landed uh, a $9 shot in the Toowoomba Cup. So uh, you heard it here first. Uh, You've been listening to this uh, quite early. That leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. All the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Plenty of good reading and features besides. uh, And uh, it is available now online as we speak to you and if you're listening to this on friday it's in the shops already so make sure you pick up one of those back plenty of winners over the weekend and we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast